Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's talk a little basketball, shall we, Gordon? Let's uh, let's jump on out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Of course, he writes for the Salt Lake Tribune covering the Utah Jazz. He's our good friend Eric Walden with us on the big show. Hi, Eric. How are you and yours? Everybody doing all right? Yeah, we're good. Although I think if you're calling me a good friend, that just that says something about you. You need better friends, man. Hey, I saw you this morning. <laughs> I was happy about that. It may have been virtually, but I got to see the Eric Walden today. I'm feeling good about it. I'm sure that was the highlight of your day. <laughs> well, it was the highlight of my day. But then again, my day doesn't have many highlights these days, so, you know. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably true of all of us, except for Gordon. Uh what I want to know before we get into anything serious, uh, Austin just told me before I came on that Gordon is at his house, and I'm just wondering how it compares to Cliff Kingsbury's setup. <laughs> <laughs> Identical. Right? That's, that's, what I assumed, that's what I assumed. I've never been to Gordon's house, but I've got a picture in my mind, so... Well, I don't want to disappoint you, but uh, but at least uh, I, I, it looks nothing like like Jerry Jones's uh, uh, yacht. So, but did cost about there's the time same. yet, Gordon? <laughs> there's time yet. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think there's no time left for that. They do drive. I, I, think you know, I think one day you'll get there with that with that journalism salary. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, Jake, what you didn't say about Eric is that. He is multi-talented, and he, he does more than just cover the Utah Jazz. He covers a whole bunch of other stuff, too. What's been the most different thing that you've covered since the COVID-19 outbreak, Eric? Uh, it's been, you know, the COVID-19 outbreak has not been terribly different for me because it's mostly just been uh, when I'm not writing about the Jazz, or, or writing some other sports story, I've been like kind of dabbling in music stuff again, uh, like I used to. Um, so you know, probably. Well, I guess I guess that news story I put together about the uh, the, city, the Salt Lake City Weekly and all the different news organizations around the state and kind of how their advertising bottom line has been hurt by COVID. Um, back before I joined sports, though, probably the weirdest thing I ever covered was. Um, a right to life rally up at the state capitol. That was that was a little out of my wheelhouse at the time. Yeah, no doubt that would. But <laughs> but Jake, you've read uh, Eric's uh, reviews of various concerts. I have. And yeah. I mean, very very good at that stuff. Did you really enjoy that, or do you like sports better, or do you have a, a favorite? You know, it's amazing how many times I've interviewed athletes through the years. And they're, they're, say, an NBA star, but they say their favorite sport was baseball growing up. Yeah, you know, uh, I'll say this, Gordon. Like, I loved my time covering music. That was an awesome, 
year and a half, two years, somewhere in there, I got to talk to so many people that were just awesome. I mean, you know, two of the highlights of my life were getting to talk to Slash from Guns N' Roses. That was actually like one of the first uh, musicians I ever interviewed. And then a little while later, I got to interview Alice Cooper, who just was the nicest, coolest dude I've ever talked to. Um, that said, you know, I, this, well, not this exactly current gig, but this jazz gig of mine is, is as good as it gets. I grew up uh, wanting to be an NBA beat writer. That was, that was nerdy as I was. You know, I didn't want to be an NBA player. I knew but even back then that wasn't realistic. So my dream job was to write about an NBA team. So, yeah, when that finally happened, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. That was pretty hard to beat. All right, Eric. Eric, you... Eric, Eric, Jake has been uh, prodding me to watch the movie Almost Famous, and I finally did a couple weeks ago. Have you seen that film? And is there is are there some questions that are brought up in that film that you had to sort of think through as you were reviewing and, and talking to some of these uh, musical uh, artists? Uh, I found that movie a little ponderous, but. I will say it's been helpful in that, uh, you know, whenever I happen to run into uh, trouble as far as like maybe being pulled over for speeding, um, whereas I used to say I'm Gordon Monson, uh, <laughs> now I say I'm a golden god, which honestly I suppose those two aren't that different. So maybe I need to come up with something different altogether. Uh, uh, then you jump into a pool somewhere, right? Oh, right, yeah. Man. All right, before we get into basketball, I, I think since we're talking about music here, Eric, uh, Gordon and Austin and I had a, had kind of an argument the other day that uh, you uh, I want to hear you weigh in on. Who did Beatles songs better, the Beatles or other people? Who did Beatles songs better, the Beatles or other people? Um, much as I'm a fan of a good cover song, like I, I usually am partial to... Uh, the original. Um, I'll, go, I'll go with the Beatles, you know. <laughs> uh, and we're out of you. time for Eric. Thank yeah. you, Eric. Good to have you I, on, Eric. Uh, <laughs> Eric is the music expert here. He is right on. Isn't the there mark. a rally right for life? You got to go to. You know. You, you know what? Is, <laughs> who are you? Who are you arguing? Did a Beatles song better than the Beatles? Everybody. Yeah, pretty much every. What, what we? Can you uh, believe it, Eric? Can you believe what I'm putting up with over here? That's just silliness. What that's, uh, that's nonsense, and I'm 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 a, I'm a little ashamed of you guys right now. Like, frankly, I expect better. Uh, <laughs> you're going to need to kind of shape up before I'm going to come on again. To be honest, what uh, what was uh, the inspiration for? Yeah, yesterday by Ray Charles. Like, this is amazing. We had an Aretha Franklin version of what song was it, Austin? I'm trying to remember now. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't so they, were tro- they were trotting out all these great artists, Eric, who are singing Beatles songs, and, and, and they're great. They're great. They're terrific. Better but than the Beatles. Not as good as the Beatles. It, it just seems as evident as the nose on your face. Right. So, like, have, have you? Are you guys familiar with the film I Am Sam? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, the Sean Penn movie. I want to say. Uh-huh. Yep. That was a great yeah. soundtrack of Beatles covers. But at the same time, it's like. These are the guys who came up with those songs. They're the ones who developed them. Like, does Ray Charles do a great cover? Sure, Ray Charles does a great cover. Do other people do great covers? 
Yeah, but it never has quite the same intensity, the same original feeling to it as the people who put it out there to begin with. See, I, I think they were, they were great songwriters and they were great songs. They were just performed better by other people. <laughs> I, I understand your sentiment. I, I get that argument. I even agree with that argument in, in certain cases, but uh, that doesn't change the fact that you're egregiously wrong in this case. <laughs> see, see, Eric, he, he is the expert. Eric is the expert. By the way, that movie, I Am that's, Sam... That's, yeah, that's true. That that settled it, right? Eric Walden, yeah. music expert, yes. now have to uh, officially defer to my opinion. Yes, yes, no. most definitely, especially <laughs> since I agree with you. Uh, the the the, uh, the kid who Sean Penn fashioned his character after uh, was a friend of my wife's family, and in that movie, and he came to my wedding, and. Um. Uh, uh, it just, just no, no, and and they had him. I mean, they had him. I think he had an appearance toward the end of that movie somewhere. It was ins- inspiring, inspiring, and uh, we we exchange uh, cr- Christmas cards, holiday cards with him on a regular basis. So uh, that, that movie's that movie's close to my heart. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll just say, I'll share a quick little story with you guys. I'm not like the world's foremost end all be all Beatles fan. Uh, they do have a special place in my heart for kind of a weird kind of circumstance. Uh, back when I was in college and I was commuting up to the U, I was driving up one day on this uh, finals week. I was taking a philosophy final, and my maternal grandmother had died that morning. And driving up to the U on the radio, I heard, let it be, and it just kind of opened the floodgates for me, right? It was just kind of a right time, right place kind of a thing. Uh, years later, when my daughter was being born, uh, and, and she had a lot of problems, and we knew she wasn't going to be with us very long, we were having her delivered, and what song should come on right at that moment, but let it be. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of it, it put me in a certain frame of mind, and because of that, I've always had kind of a special place in my heart for the Beatles. Eric, uh, talking a little basketball, as I mentioned that uh, I did see you this morning at the Joe Ingles Zoom press conference uh, as we did a video conference. And uh, Joe kind of mentioned that as each day and week passes, he's losing a bit of his optimism, which is is kind of summed it up, I think, for all of us. But where are you on the optimism front for some sort of conclusion to this season? Uh, I, I've got minimal optimism, I would say. I've got, I've got less optimism than... Even Joe expressed this morning. Um, I've kind of, unfortunately, been at this point for probably several weeks now. Just you know, looking at the landscape of of you know the world at this point, and wondering how at all it's going to be possible to make this feasibly, feasibly, reasonably, realistically happen. And I and the answer that I come to is is that it's not. Um, you know, we're, we're in a position where this thing is not contained. Uh, you know, it's, it's still widespread. Uh, it still makes all the sense in the world for us to socially distance for, you know, I don't know if one of you is in the studio and Jake's at home and Gordon's at his palatial estate. Um, (laughs) you know, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense to, try to get even NBA players 
all gathered together in a central location. You know, it's like what happens when, if if and presumably when, another one of them tests positive. You know, um, I've heard scenarios where, well, if we get, you know, rapid reaction testing and we're able to test players and coaches and assistants and officials and trainers on a daily basis, you know, then maybe it's possible, but uh, how far off in the future is that? How realistic is that? Um, it just seems to me that with each passing day, with each passing week, that this situation continues to linger. Uh, it's just all the more improbable that we're going to have enough time to, uh, to get this thing going again. Uh, Eric, I know you're not a scientist, but uh, I, I trust your opinion on these things. Do you, uh, it, it, somewhere in your mind, do you have a suspicion that this could not only affect this season, but have impact on next season as well? We had Angela Dunn on our show earlier this week, and she said she believes there will be a second wave. And it could come with the uh, with the, the traditional time that respiratory problems crop up in the fall when the weather turns. And I just I thought, oh man, is there a possibility this could affect that as well? Yeah, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, I don't have any kind of scientific or or health background. Uh, everything that my opinions are based on is is, is reading what the experts have to say. And yeah, just uh, given given what you said right there, Gordon, uh, to quote Dr. Dunn, you know, it, it seems like if this lingers, if this crops up again in a second wave, you know, that that definitely is a detriment to the possibility of you know next season even. Um, in writing a lot of these music stories that I have been talking to all these local promoters, there's a fair amount of pessimism that. You know that that big concerts uh, will take place before fall of next year, at the earliest. You know, um, I've I've had one guy telling me he doesn't think that big concerts will get going again until May of 2022. And so, just extrapolating that out to the sports world, you know, if if we're not going to allow Vivint Smart Home Arena to put 15,000 people in there for, you know, a KISS concert, then we're certainly not going to do it for 18,500 for a jazz game. Eric Walden of the Salt Lake Tribune with us here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Um, we, it seems like it's been quiet on the Donovan Rudy front this week, which has been kind of weird. We haven't heard, you know, I guess there was a David Aldridge report early in the week, but for the most part, we haven't heard much on it. What are you hearing about those two? What's water's gone under the bridge and where that situation is at now? I've not really heard anything more than what you guys have. It just kind of reading the tea leaves, it seems to me like, you know, animosity would be too strong a word, but, you know, there's still some lingering hard feelings there, and I think we can all assume that uh, this this predates, you know, Louis' COVID-19 diagnosis. Uh, certainly in the, you know, the, the week of games that they had returning from the All-Star break when they had that losing streak, we saw signs of minor friction between them. Um, I'll, I'll say to you what I've said all along. They've got the benefit of time right now, you know, for, for all the bad that's coming from this 
present situation that we find ourselves in. Uh, the good thing about it in terms of the Jazz is that it gives Rudy and Donovan time to kind of cool down, you know, to kind of have the opportunity to talk things out and figure out, uh, you know, what they need to do to get going again. And ultimately, I think they'll be fine. You know, for as much as we talk about uh, whatever fracturing of their relationship is taking place, the fact is they were never best friends off the court. Have they been friendly? Have they been able to get along? Have they had a great working relationship in terms of playing together on jazz? Absolutely. And I don't expect that that will be any different when they return. Uh, they're both incredibly consummate professionals. Uh, and more importantly, they both recognize the benefit of having the other one around. They both recognize what the other one brings. And uh, in that regard, you know, they, they know that they need each other to make this situation work. And so when there is basketball being played again, I think the story is going to die down pretty quickly. And when it comes time to make decisions about who gets uh, max deals and whatnot, obviously, I mean, I say obviously, I mean, that I would expect the Jazz to extend Donovan Mitchell. Do you think that uh, that Rudy will get paid to the max? You know, here, here's the question with that, Gordon. Um, as a result of winning those back-to-back Defensive Player of the Year awards, He's not, he's not only eligible for a max, but for a super max. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a curious thing because those contract terms were put in place for exactly this theoretical kind of situation, right? Enabling a, a quote-unquote small market franchise to uh, have the means of keeping around, you know, a, a team superstar. And wouldn't it be curious if... Rudy Gobert and Utah Jazz became the latest case of, you know, uh, of not making that happen. I mean, that's an incredible amount of money per season we're talking about for a guy who no doubt has an impact on both sides of the ball, but it's not always quite as apparent on one side as it is on the other. So do I think he will ultimately come away with a supermax? Probably not, uh, just because that paints the Jazz into a difficult corner financially in terms of roster building. I do think that they will ultimately be able to arrive at some kind of perfect compromise or an imperfect compromise, I guess, that will uh, that will appease both sides, though. Eric, thank you so much for jumping on with us, as always. We really appreciate it, and keep up the good work, man. Thanks, Jake. It was uh, good talking to you. And, uh, yeah, Gordon, I guess, as well. <laughs> uh, Eric, I'll, I'll invite you over when it becomes permissible to do that again. So that you can... <laughs> Looking forward to it, Gordon. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eric. You're the man. There you go. That's Eric Walden. Covers the Utah Jazz for the Salt Lake Tribune. Does a terrific Boy. job at it. And you and Eric have worked together for a long time. Yeah, uh, Eric, that his final answer there I thought was really interesting, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, he's an insightful guy. It's a tough situation, though. Uh, the, these decisions that have to be made, uh, Gordon, they're, they're not going to be easy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
You know, my wife bought a bunch of tickets for concerts over the next year or so. Yeah, and, you guys uh, are following Kenny, right? Do you uh, do you get that money back? No. Do you get well, a refund? What does the stuff? What does the fan club say? I don't. I don't know. I don't know how it works. You think they send out just something get, in like in the monthly bulletin or something? I just get dragged to all this stuff. I don't really involve myself in what's going on, but I, I wouldn't mind having the money back if I could get it. Oh, okay. I didn't know you liked country so much. I know, Kenny. As I said, I get dragged to this <laughs> stuff. But and, we're, and we're talking about like ten grand here, so I'm sure you'd want it back. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a snicker at least. I got at least a laugh on that. Success. Come on, yes. I feel better. All right, uh, sounds of various clips uh, coming up next, or otherwise known as drops drops of the the day. day. Yeah, Yeah. that's straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for Drops of the Day, where each of us select some sort of drop or piece of sound that we want to hear. It's designed to give us all a, a chuckle here in these trying times. A, a nice light segment. And uh, yeah, I think it's been successful thus far, Gordon, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I really enjoy it. It makes me laugh, most of these. Some of them are a little on the sad side, but most of them are humorous. All right, I'll start today, and uh, we're going to pick on KUTV2 news anchor Ron Bird, who had uh, some hilarious issues with the teleprompter. Paul Benedict will give up his position at the end of the Catholic Church on uh, February 28th. Uh, the Vatican says that he's resigning because of advanced age. And uh, the Vatican says he is resigning because, as I mentioned, advanced age. A semi crash spilling fuel all over I-80. Troopers say the semi pulling a flatbed trailer drifted off the road and hit a barrier near milepost 131. Several hundred gallons of diesel fuel spilled across the westbound travel lanes. The driver was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. A detour put in place helped drivers get past that spill. The semi crash also on I-80 closed traffic in Parley's Canyon for several hours. Troopers say the driver of the semi drifted and hit a barrier causing several hundred gallons of diesel fuel to spill across the westbound travel lanes. The driver went to the hospital for minor injuries and uh, it took did we just do the story twice? Three hours to clean up the mess. Yeah, three hours to clean up the mess. All right. <laughs> when you're Fair cutting enough. and pasting into the teleprompter do not do it twice. Yeah. Is there an echo in here? Oh, I like the, the ca- end of the Catholic Church on uh, February 28th. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you know that the Catholic Church was ending no, February 28th? Oh, oh man. Uh, I like Ron Bird. They do a good job on that uh, yeah. morning broadcast over there. And stuff happens, of course, with uh, with TV. But I always thought that was a particularly people funny one. People don't know how chaotic it is in a newsroom. They think that everything is all prim and proper right from the beginning and everything. And what they don't see behind the scenes when the camera's not on, there's all kinds of stuff flying around. It's amazing to me how how poised uh, those uh, those anchors are typically to be able to do their jobs the way they do. It's some people say, oh, they just they just sit and read. It's much more difficult than that. Well, especially when somebody alters the stuff they're supposed to read. <laughs> I like it, it when he go, went into the second time he read the thing about the spill. He said, also mm-hmm. on I-80. Also. Like, also. It's a big mess I-80. out there on I-80 today. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that, would be, that would be really quite a story if, uh, if two trucks did the same exact thing on the same stretch of road. Right. Which story would you lead with? The end of the Catholic Church or back-to-back diesel <laughs> spills? I don't know. <laughs> Probably the end of the Catholic Church. Should have been a bigger story, no? It should have been a bigger story. Yeah, the Pope I just think... came came out and said, you know what? We're done. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> not, that's not a more at nine tease. No, that's no. a breaking news <laughs> situation there. One of the world's largest religions just decides, we're good. That's it. You know what? Try those. Uh, the I hear the Episcopalians have a good thing going. Give that a shot. <laughs> We've had enough. That's it. Oh, We're that's done. funny. That is funny. <laughs> All right, Gordon. All right, I'll I'll uh, stick with the theme with uh, <laughs> the newsroom and uh, a bit of a uh, dispute between a news anchor and a field reporter. There's nobody on overtime. There's nobody working on the weekends. There's a lot that could be done to have this done a lot sooner. Steve. I'm here every day. <clears throat> Well, she lives on the first floor, and so, I mean, I don't see... I care about my other neighbors. Well, I mean, so, I mean, the pe- the, the, it, it was, it's scheduled. It's a contracted job. Um, we don't tell the elevator company when, when to work their people. They submit a, a schedule to us. They said they could do the elevator in six weeks. Okay. So all we're, all, all we're trying to hold them to, to is, is meeting their deadline. Um, as far as working, doing elevator repairs six, seven, eight o'clock at night, I don't see that as being a typical process, nor do I, is it a typical process to be working on. I've got to go now. I want to okay. thank you both. Thank, thank, you. thank you. All right, it's back to you, Jim. Ali, don't let her go away. This, uh, that's, uh, what, does she have a response to that? Is she still there? What's that? Did, did the lady just leave? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. We should, we should have kept uh, that discussion. She's back if you want her. Yes. She heard you. Yes. What would you like to know? I would like to know a response to what the gentleman said. The gentleman's a very effective spokesperson for the, for the company, but uh, obviously the people who live there are not satisfied with his explanation. Right. So what do you want now? Well, if I have to teach you how to be a reporter, Ali, I'll do that later. Oh, why don't you do that later, Jim? Uh, I think the lady expressed herself, and uh, you're not here, you're there. Would, is there any question you'd like me to ask her? And no, I, I, I'll, I'll give you lessons on how to become a reporter later well, I'll on. give you some lessons on how to be an editor, because I was your boss once. Yeah, you were, and are no longer. How did that happen? Uh, well, I don't Here's know. Here's Aaron Bildermillo. <laughs> Yeah, that's a more re- that's a more recent one. That didn't happen that long ago, did it? Or else I didn't know about it until 
Couple you know, I was ago. your boss once. Well, you're not anymore. How'd that happen? <laughs> now, okay, so who, who do you blame there? Who? I mean, I, I thought the uh, the anchor was being a little uh, antagonistic and uh, poking the bear. I, I don't know if it had to happen that way. How about the lazy reporter who'd rather be the editor boss? He's like, I don't know. She said something. Who cares? What are you doing? What do you want me to ask? <laughs> no, he said that she she gave her response, and then the as you heard. The anchor wanted another response on top of that, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it was both fault uh, pointed on both sides of that one. But that's unfortunate to have that happen on the air. Like that. How'd that happen? You were my boss. <laughs> You're not anymore. How'd that happen? I'll teach you how to be a reporter later. Hey, why don't you do that later, Jim? I got a dinner to that's, get to here. <laughs> that's just mean. Come on. You don't need to do that on the air. Do that in the back room if you have to. Hmm. All right, uh, let's uh, Austin. Our final, uh, our final selection today, Austin Horton. Uh, we're all learning our uh, best way through the quarantine and staying home and being safe, and uh, we're learning about new uh, habits, good and bad, that we've been forming. A comedian, local guy, Eric Snyder, put together an original song called "The Very Worst Version of Me." situation hearing of a vocal movement to use this time for self-improvement me i think that now's my chance to finally live my life without pants i am finally feeling free to be the very thinking my judgment and my eyes are clouded my hands are clean but that's about it i am finally feeling free to be the very worst version of me ordering pizza pad type on me doing my part for the local economy as i help the curve get flattened heroically my gut gets fattened vegging out in times chaotic isn't lazy it's Social life can hurt you All the deadly sins are virtues Disregard the people you know Just take care of numero uno Though we've problems with our healthcare All that matters now is self-care I am finally feeling free To be the very worst version of me Saturday nights I sit alone And that's not new but I'm blaming Corona Most accursed, the most me first, the most perverse, the most Fred Durst. 
Funny. There you go. Yeah. Uh, pretty like clever, that. huh? Yeah, pretty yeah, clever. I liked it too, man. That's good stuff. That is good. All right. We'll have more coming up next. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And that is, of course, drops of the day. Out of the zone phone we go from the warehouse. Two locations for you right there in Orem, 86 East University Parkway and in Salt Lake City, 1967 South, 300 West. Our good friend Tom joins us once again. What's going on, Tom? Jake. We are. I'm down here at the Orem store, and uh, we have some incredible deals. We want to remind your listeners about the $499 set. This is a California King Sealy Second Mattress, Box Springs, and Bed. That's a headboard, footboard, and rails, the entire deal for $499. Not only that, but we've got the Queen Adjustable Bed, including the motorized adjustable bed and mattress for only $499. I'm going to just pop some prices real quick, Jake. How about our deal? We've got uh, one set left, $24.99 of the King Adjustable Bed Set. This has every feature that you want. All of the bells, all of the whistles, adjustable bed with a 13-inch gel-infused hybrid mattress. The entire package, only $24.99. I'm also going to do bunk beds once again this weekend. We had some great response last weekend, so I'm going to do the metal bunk beds, regular $199 for only $139. That's a commodity, Jake, that never goes on sale. So uh, come and see us, even if it's for an Austin or uh, we did a Lloyd special, Jake. It's the Cindy Crawford chair and a half with a sleeper for only $599. We've got incredible deals, whatever you're in need of. Come and see us in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. And in Salt Lake, 1967 South, 300 West. The warehouse, boom. Thank you, Tom. You are the best. We appreciate you. 86 East University Parkway in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West there in Salt Lake City. More big shows straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Happy Friday to everybody out there. Gordon, uh, the NFL draft is going on right now. The second round is underway. We are nine picks into the second round, and Jalen Johnson still has not been selected. Hmm, a little surprised. I thought he would have gone by now, but uh, I don't think it'll be too much longer. And you might be able to count on some other youths, uh, certainly uh, sometime during tonight's uh, presentation. Some notable stuff. Um, the 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 most recent pick, in fact, the Colts traded up to get Jonathan Taylor, the running back out of Wisconsin. Mm, he's, he's a talent. So he goes with the 41st pick. And then USC receiver Michael Pittman also goes to the Colts at the 34th pick. And we've been watching Pittman uh, for a few years now, Gordon, and he is really good. I've, I've heard a number of experts say they think the Colts are, are doing a real nice job in this draft. And they got Philip Rivers now. So they're obviously going to lose. Jeez. <laughs> such a downer. Do you think it was hard to move all those kids from San Diego to Indianapolis? Probably wasn't easy. <laughs> There's a reason he left them in San Diego when the team moved to L.A. 
He commuted. I thought that was interesting about him. I'm not sure he took the family to Indiana. I don't know. I, it's a little bit further. He has, what, seven children? I thought it was eight. more than that. Is it eight? Eight? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but it's a lot. God, let's get but, that guy baptized already. That was a joke. Is that uh, not funny? Okay. Let's see. Sorry, Jeez. I was busy Googling. He has nine. Nine kids. Nine. <laughs> okay. I thought eight, eight was enough. Oh, now I see what you did. Another old TV show. Oh, you, you'll, refer, you'll reference his joke, but not mine, huh? We're done. <laughs> I We're was in a Googling. fight. We're in a fight. A playground fight. Hey, Where's right water? That's Monday. Is that right? Okay, that's Monday. It's the fence <laughs> No, not that one. <laughs> oh, the playground the fight? The playground okay. fight. That's Monday. Oh, uh, let's man. see. Here's, uh, here's Phil's kids. Gunner, Sarah, Rebecca, Peter, Grace, Hallie, Claire, Anna, and Caroline. Man, look, the guy wants to have nine kids. Who are we? Who are you to judge him for it? Who's judging who? Like we just, said it, we just said it would be hard to move him. Who's judging no, what? You were, you, were, you were kind of making fun of him. I was not. It would be hard to move nine kids from San Diego to Indianapolis. That's a fact. <laughs> it's probably hard to take them to school. Why, why would that be so hard? You know, okay, I have one kid, and you know how much crap we have? Can you imagine <laughs> nine I mean, well, it'd, be, probably, it'd be just moving truck after moving truck after moving truck. Well, I hate to come full circle, but he probably has some personal assistance to help him he and his wife. I think he's got the means to be able to, you know, corral them all together and get them on over there to Indiana. Would you take Why? that job? Because Indiana wants, wants me. Would you guys take that job to... Move a family with nine children by your... No. Well, they just sit back and order you around? Absolutely not. What are the ages? I don't know. I don't have At that. least oh. one through nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wants a big family, man. That's a little old school. Oh, but... He made all that money and got to do nothing with it. What do you, you mean? With nine kids. Nine kids just because he's he may as well have been a, He may as well have been a, a you know a, a waiter somewhere. I could see why he is probably pretty happy going to the Colts. So they have a great offensive line. You know, T.Y. Hilton is arguably a pretty good yeah, number I mean, one receiver. I run for you on the offensive Jonathan line. Jonathan Taylor now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they were built they, to win with luck and then luck left. I, I read one report that said that uh, two of their draft picks prior to this were already starters, automatic starters. So they must be doing pretty well. Mm. Uh, here's you're another. Down, you're down on Philip Rivers. Uh, no, Phillips. He's all right. He's just old and and not very good. Uh, but the most recent pick here, uh, Gordon, going to the Jaguars, the 42nd overall pick, uh, Lavisca Chenault. Yeah, he was a stud. If he stays he's healthy, kinda, he's awesome. Yeah, there were times when he was a little inconsistent, but that guy can flat play. I'm I'm actually a little bit surprised he lasted as long as he did. It's got to be the injury issues. That's the yeah. reason he lasted because he mm-hmm. couldn't stay on the field at Colorado. But uh. Oh, you weren't at Pac-12 Media Day, but uh, when we interviewed him at Pac-12 Media Day, Gordon, that is, that is what the, the good Lord had intended when he chiseled out an athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Oh, I remember, talking, I remember talking to the Buffs uh, radio voice, and he was just going on and on, said he's the best football player he's ever seen. And uh, I don't know if he's that good, but he's 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 a fine talent. Well, no now doubt. he's joining uh, us now, wide receiver okay, for Colorado, okay. Lavisca <laughs> Chenault, here on ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Hey, thanks for a few minutes. How are you? That's not funny. That's not. Hi, how are you? Hey, <laughs> you jerk. And now, uh, well, I was going to talk about the quarterback, the mustache throwing him the ball, but now I'm not going to. 
We'll have more gonna, coming up. We'll have more coming gonna, up next. You're pout? Yes, you're I gonna... am. You better believe it. It's exactly what, was, what, what was I'm the coach's do. name there at Colorado? Let's not talk about All it. Right. We'll have more coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 <laughs> in the zone. Hi, hi, hi. Sitting down with us now, the head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes. He is Mel Tucker with us here on the Zone Sports Network. Coach, good afternoon. How are you doing? Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, another bizarre week comes to an end. <laughs> bizarre week, but we had a lot of fun this week, and we had a lot of fun today. And some pretty good guests. I thought uh, we uh, about covered everything that needed to be covered. Well, Eric Walden's wrong about the Beatles thing, but yeah, other than that, I thought well, he it was good. He was good. right on the money, yeah, man, and I was sure glad to was. have a voice of authority step he's in and just, straighten that out. He's just kissing up. For, oh, for, for paper reasons. He, no, just, he can't no. go against the Godfather. Hey, I get it. I get hey, it. Hey, I hey, get hey, it. Hey, hey, hey. If you know Eric Walden, you know he's not going to kiss up to anybody. Someone just went from coworker mm. to associate in someone's yeah, call. Yeah, correct. My associate, Eric Walden. You're right. <laughs> You're right. No, not quite name worthy. No, no, no. Just from an coworker associate. to associate. Okay. Yeah. Or colleague, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but not no name yet. <laughs> Oh man, did I really hurt you guys when I called you coworkers? <laughs> a coworker or two of mine said this very thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we we just always talk about how much we like you, Gordon. That's all. Uh, you know. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I, I guess I can guess behind the scenes how that goes. I've never referred to as a guy I work with once said. <laughs> no, you said that blankety blank blanker. I named you. I used your name. (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, Gordon, uh, what do you have on tap for the movie tonight? Whose selection? Are you going to pick something? I think we have the last of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies to see. Not not the one that hasn't come out yet, but the one right before that. I thought you were going to go with The Last of the Mohicans, and I was really excited. That's a good movie. Yeah. No, it's not the last of Mohicans tonight. But man, I've watched a lot of movies over the last two months. Good, we're glad. Got to do something past time there, Gordo. And a couple at your suggestion. So I, you know, it's been good. All right. Well, hey, enjoy the weekend, William. I'll uh, look forward to talking to you on Monday. Yeah, and we wish uh, Jake, you, and Austin, your families, your friends, and all our listeners out there, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy. All right, we'll talk to you on Monday. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.